Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, The Ghost Goes West. The starring players... This is Basil Rathbone. This is Marsha Hunt. This is Eugene Pallette. And this is Charles Irwin. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in the amusing mystery comedy, The Ghost Goes West, through the courtesy of Palace Films. It stars Basil Rathbone in the dual role of Murdoch and Donald Glowry, Eugene Pallette as Joe Martin, Marcia Hunt as his daughter Peggy, Charles Irwin as the old Glowry, and Mary Garden as MacNiff. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Ghost Goes West. Ken, my name, it's Murdoch Glory. And just so we'll be understanding each other, I'm a ghost. Aye, but I wouldn't be doing a wee bit of harm to a single one of you. Och, no, I used to be a human being myself. Oh, I was very human then, 200 years ago. I just couldn't resist the lasses, God bless them, and we'll... That's how the whole thing came about. It was a shepherdess that afternoon, as fresh and as bonny as a budding rose. Explain it to me again, please, Murdoch, so I'll understand this game you play. It's simple, lass. You see, I ask you a riddle. What's the difference between a thistle in the heather and a kiss in the dark? And if you cannot tell me, but the time I spell Killy Cranky, you must pay the forfeit. Ready now? K-I-L-L. Very well, then you must pay me the forfeit. What is the forfeit? A kiss, of course. It's always a kiss. Come on, now. The McLaggins. What is it, McLaggins? What you want with me? It's the boast that was made by your late father, Murdoch. He said that one cloudy could thrash 50 McLaggins. And now is the time for you to prove it. There's so many of you, and there's only one of me, and... Oh, shoot him, Gavin, and be done with No, you mustn't. You... You've killed him. You've killed him. Oh, may heaven receive the soul of Murdoch glory. (laughs) 
Full 200 years ago that was, and every midnight since then I've walked the castle halls. Aye, but the castle is different these days. The glory clan has come on hard times, and young Master Donald, <laughs> he's the one they say looks so much like me. He's having his troubles, to be sure. He's that heavy in debt. It looks as though he'll be selling the castle. Aye, but who is there to buy it? Master Donald. Oh, Master Donald. What is it, McNiff? Uh, somebody to see you, sir. It's about the castle. Good afternoon. My name is Donald Gloria. Yes? Oh, I, I beg your pardon. I, I didn't expect to see a girl. Why not? We're common enough. My name is Peggy Martin. I understand you want to sell this castle. Why, uh, uh, yes, I mean, that is... Why do you stare at me like that? Is there anything strange about... No, 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 nothing strange at all. You're very lovely. I mean, you're an American, aren't you? How'd you guess? Ever seen an American before? Oh, yes, several. Where, in the zoo? Oh, please forgive me. It's just that, well, I... We don't, we don't uh, often have anyone worth staring at here. And we don't have lovely old castles like this at home. I hope you won't be too hard on my father. Your father? Well, he's the one who'll have to pay for it, of course. Could I bring him here with my mother? Oh, yes, yes, of course, certainly. I. Why not bring them here for dinner this evening? Oh, how nice of you. Oh, you, you, uh, you don't have any other relatives, do you? I mean, no husbands, anything like that. <laughs> no husbands, not even one. Ah, then by all means, it's dinner. Uh, shall we say at nine? Well, thank you very much. We'll see you this evening. McNiff! McNiff! Did she buy the castle, Master Donald? She will tonight. She's coming to dinner with her father and mother. But what about the glory ghost? He'll appear at midnight and there'll be no oh, sale. no, no, no. They won't see him. They'll be gone by twelve. Aye, they'll be gone. And so will the servants. They'll have no traffic with the ghost. Wonderful dinner, Mr. Glory. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and I guess I want to order no. Really, sir? Oh, yes. My husband is in the food business himself. Martin's fine foods from coast to coast. Over 20 million customers. You know, that's quite a responsibility. Filling 20 million stomachs every day. Yes, but it's very profitable, Mr. Glowry. That's why Dad can afford to make an offer on the castle. I see. Mother, isn't it wonderful? It's 600 years old, you know. That's very old, isn't it? Mr. Glowry, is it by any chance haunted? Well, uh... uh... You see... Uh... Mother's scared to death of ghosts, but I'm not. I'd love to meet one. Is there a ghost, Mr. Glowry? Well, uh, I suppose there are legends about every old place. Nonsense. There isn't any ghosts because ghosts don't exist. Just a lot of silly... Uh, uh, what's that? Only um, uh, only the, the, the bagpipes, Mr. Martin. It's an old uh, Scottish custom during dinner. <clears throat> see. Listen, 
It's 12 o'clock, the witching hour. Joseph, we've got to get out of here. All right, Gladys, all right. Sorry, Mr. Glowry. You know how these women are. We'll have to leave our business talk till morning. Joseph? Coming, dear. Come along, Peggy. Good night, Mr. Glowry. And thank you. It's been a wonderful evening. Yes, it's been very wonderful. Murdoch Glowry, wherever you are, you've been a most considerate ghost not appearing tonight. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Don't thank him, Master Donald. Thank me. You, Mutniff? I set the clock an hour ahead. Oh, then it's only 11. It... Who is that now? I'll see. Yes? Hello. I'm back again. Oh, Miss Martin. Did you know your clock is an hour fast? Really? I uh, well... I just happened to notice the clock in the car, and then Daddy got a grand idea. You know, it's simply, it's just silly to buy a place without ever having stayed in it. So I thought, well, I, I mean, well, could you put me up for the night? For the night? Oh, any little corner will do, any extra room. Oh, of course, yes, certainly. Mrs. McNiff, I, I believe we have a, a guest for tonight. <laughs> the clock again. It must be midnight now. I wonder if... Yes? Yes? Who is it? I thought I heard the... Oh, why, it's Mr. Glowry. Of course. All dressed up like that in tartan and kilts. For a moment I thought you were a ghost. I am a ghost. I'm the famous ghost of Glowry Castle. <laughs> and they say the Scotch have no sense of humor. Why do you laugh? Do you know, believe me? Oh, of course I do. And I think you look marvelous in that fancy dress costume. Oh, this? Oh, it's just what I happen to be wearing on the day of my death. Oh, you, your death? When, when did that happen? Well, I forget the exact date. But it must be all of 200 years ago. 200 years. My, my, for goodness sake. And you look so young. Do you not realize that we never age? Or are you no used to meeting ghosts? No, this is my very first encounter. And I'm surprised I'm not terrified of you, Donald. Why do you call me Donald when my name is Murdoch? Because I'm no more frightened of Murdoch than I would be of Donald. <laughs> I'm glad of that. I wouldn't like to alarm such a bonny wee lass. Oh, it's been a long time since I saw the like of you. Not since that day I was teaching the bonny shepherd. Is the... Tell me, do you get the, the, the game of spell me a riddle? No, how is it played? You see, I ask you a riddle, like, what's the difference between a thistle and a heather and a kiss in the dark? And if you cannot answer by the time I spell Killy Clunky, you must pay the forfeit. Ready now? K-I-L-L. I give up. Then you must pay the forfeit. We are kissed. Oh, ho. All right, but first you've got to tell me the answer. Oh, no. The forfeit comes first. Oh, no, it doesn't. I tell you, it does. And I tell you, good night. Then go, Willis. Come out. Come out or I'll come in. Murdoch, my son. Aye, Father, I know. <laughs> but it's been so long, Father, so long since I saw a, a lass as bonny as that wee one. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Miss Martin. Your father's here. He's looking over the place. You know... I like you, Donald. Like me? Oh, do you really? Very much. I like people who do crazy things. Crazy things? Like dressing up last night and pretending to be a ghost. Oh, oh, that. And are you going to tell me the answer this morning? 
answer? I, I'm afraid I don't quite... You know, the riddle. Oh, oh, oh the, the, the riddle. No, no I, 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 I can't tell you just now. You see... Well, I guess I'll never know the answer till I pay the forfeit. So, here it is. There's your kiss. Now, what's the answer? Well, I... Oh, no, no, you, you, you can't have the answer yet. But I've just paid you, you for it. You think one kiss is enough for the secret mystery of Glowdy Castle? Oh, no, no. That, that's just the beginning of the forfeit. But that's not fair. You said that. Oh, there you are, Glory. I guess I've seen enough. But, Mr. Martin, I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> no, but I was. I just looked the whole place over, and I might as well make my top offer first. Fifty thousand dollars. Fifty thousand? On one condition, though, you've got to come with the place. C- come with it? On contract, of course, 200 a week. But uh, what must I do? Oh, you just supervise the job, that's all. What job? Why, when we rip the castle down... Rip it down? Why, sure, that's the idea. Take the whole place down, stone by stone, and ship it over and put it up again. <laughs> Get it, Mr. Glory? In America. Esther has presented Act One of The Ghost Goes West, starring Marcia Hunt, Eugene Pallette, Charles Irwin, and Basil Rathbone. In just a moment, we will hear the Lady Esther Screen Guild players in Act Two. Can you no hear me? Aye, Murdoch, my son, I can hear you. Feather, what is this strange place? Where am I? You're in the hold of a ship, my son, on your way to America. But I don't want to go to America. I don't want to be a confounded columnist. You must go, my son, with the old glory castle which you dishonored. But Feather must have stayed down here in the hold all the time. Oh, when it's dark, you can walk out on the deck, my son. But mind you, no trifling with the lassies now. It's nice out here on deck, isn't it, Donald? I mean, much nicer than being inside, all that crowd at the ship's masquerade. Yes, it's much nicer out here, Peggy. Not that you look as silly as the rest. You know, you're very handsome in that Scotch costume. Oh, it's just the glory tartan and kilts. That's what I mean. Donald. Yes? When you've finished rebuilding the castle in Florida, why not live in it? But uh, you'll be living there yourself. That's all the more reason. We could be together. You and I... It's uh, it's getting rather cold out here, isn't it? Uh, Shall I go and fetch a rug? Uh, Yes, if you wish. I I won't take a moment. I'll be back right away. Oh, Peggy Martin, you must be slipping. Can't even get the guy to tell you the... You lass. We have not met before, we two. (laughs) Don't be silly. You just went to get me a... Wait. It it comes to me now. We played games together. Obviously, you're very fond of games. Aye, especially the riddle game. If you follow me, it's a means to an end. You mean so you can... (laughs) Oh, I understand. And I apologize. Apologize for what, lass? Having misjudged you, Donald. Donald? Oh, do I have to tell you again? I'm no Donald. I'm Murdoch. 
Oh, Murdoch, yes. Yeah, I, I'm the ghost of Glory Castle. Oh, Mr. Glory. Uh, Mr. Glory, sir. Uh, go away, man. Can't you see I'm busy? Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I'm just doing my job. I'm the ship's photographer, you know, getting pictures of all the best costumes. Oh, uh, this is Mrs. Ortenberry. Oh, I'm Cleopatra tonight. Isn't it fun? Oh, no. <laughs> What, what do you what do you wish with me? I just want to shoot you and Mrs. O together. Shoot me? I won't take a second. Now, steady, sir. Stop. Take that infernal machine away. Take it away or I... Hey. Hey, he's gone. Just disappeared right into thin air. Murdoch. It was Murdoch Lowry. A ghost. A ghost. A ghost. Up on the promenade deck. They say he's walking in the hold, a ghost. I tell you, I saw him myself, as big as life. Of course, I don't believe in ghosts myself, Donald. It's my wife. These silly women. She isn't silly, Mr. Martin. There really is a ghost. Dreaming up all sorts of... Huh? Uh, what's that? Yes, I, I've seen him many times myself. Oh, well, uh, uh, under the circumstances, it breaks my heart, of course, but uh, out of deference to my wife's wishes... Joe Martin! Well, there you are. Oh, hello, Ed. Uh, meet Mr. Glowry, the fellow that sold me the castle. Donald, this is Mr. Biglow, competitor of mine. Owns a Biglow chain store. Congratulations, young man. You too, Joe. Congratulations? What for? Say, the radio's humming with that ghost story of yours. Why, it'll make the front page of every paper in New York. Pretty smart publicity, Joe. Well, it isn't publicity, and it isn't my castle anymore. My wife made me give it back. Glory, is it true? I'm afraid it is. No fooling. You know, I might be interested in making you an offer for that castle. What's the idea, Ed? What for? Oh, publicity? Just think, a ghost comes all the way across the Atlantic to proclaim the merits of the Big Low chain stores. What? You mean you're going to use my ghost? Uh oh, it isn't your ghost. You gave it back. Lowry, I'm offering 100000 And I'm offering 125 Joe, you can't do that. Your wife won't let you. My wife hasn't anything to say about this. From now on, this ghost is strictly business. Feather, this is Murdoch. Can you now hear me? Aye, I can hear you, my son. Feather, I didn't like it here. I didn't like Florida. That, my son, is a privilege reserved for Californians. <laughs> they've finished rebuilding the castle now, Feather, and they've turned the brightest lights on it. Ah, yes, I know. Publicity. Publicity? A form of human madness, my son. Aye, but there's more tape than that, Feather. They put a huge picture of me outside and a great banner that says, The Glory Ghost Prefers Martin's Fine Foods. And are they no fine, my son? How should I know, Feather? I haven't eaten a bite in 200 years. Uh. <laughs> but, Feather, Feather, there is something. Feather, there is something even more dire. And what is that, my son? This Martin's given a banquet tonight to prove to skeptics that I really exist, and fearing that I might not appear, he plans that young Donald shall go in my place, dressed like me, pretending to be a glory ghost. Young Donald was cast in your very image, my son. I can scarce tell the two of you apart. But the laddie is an amateur. He does not even belong to the ghostly guild. Feather... How much longer do I have to bear with this? You can your sentence, Murdoch, my son, until the glories are avenged. 
five o'clock. Time to go downstairs and play my masquerade. Well, uh-huh. might as well get it over with. But this is the last time I'll... Oops. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Murdoch. Murdoch Glory in Tartan and Kilts. Murdoch. How do you know I'm not Donald? Oh, it couldn't be. Donald left this afternoon. My dad just told me. And aren't you afraid of Murdoch Glory? Oh, I couldn't be afraid of anyone I've known so long. Murdoch, remember that first night in Scotland? I, I remember, Peggy. Peggy? That's the first time you've called me by my name. Sounds as if you really were Donald. If Donald was speaking, you wouldn't listen. Oh, I would. But he won't be speaking to me anymore. He's gone. He wasn't very much interested in me. I think you're mistaken. You do? Oh, yes. You see, I know him very well. He is one of those stupid men who are afraid to speak. I guess I was stupid, too, and proud. I couldn't tell him how I felt. If he came back and said what was in his heart, that he loves you. If he loved me, he wouldn't have gone away without saying a word. Nobody wants to say a lot of words to you. And he, he may not be very far from here. What will you say to him, Peggy? Oh, I'd tell him I love him. But he won't come back. He will. He, he will come back, I promise you, as soon uh, Excuse me, lass. I must be off. I have a little matter to attend to downstairs. Well, it's after midnight. Your ghost hasn't shown yet, Joe. I still don't think there is any ghost. Well, don't you worry, Ed Biglow. He'll be here, though he'll probably be sorry he came when he sees you in that Scotch costume you were wearing. Uh, what about you? What about the outfit you've got on? Well, I'll have you know this is a Glowry Tartan. And who's got a better right to wear it than me? I own Glowry Castle, don't I? Well, and where's the famous Glowry I'm Ghost? I'm there won't be any Glowry Ghost tonight. Huh? What's that? Donald, I... Why, I thought you'd gone. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Marty, but I had some unfinished business here. Oh, say, Joe, he's wearing the same tartan as you. I guess you both belong to Martin's fine food clan, huh? <laughs> uh, you lay off of him, Ed. Donald here is a real glower. Yeah, so what? My family's a lot more important than his. Oh, really? I've never heard of the clan Bigelow. Uh, not Bigelow. It's on my mother's side. I'm the last member of the clan McLoggan. McLaughlin. Yes, and I've had enough of this phony business. I'm going home. You can't, you can't, Mr. Bigelow, wait. Oh, save the explanations. I'm going home. No, you don't, no, you don't. Murdoch, Murdoch, I've got a McLaughlin for you. Oh, yeah, what's the meaning of this? Let go of me. Let's talk. McLaughlin. In, in a tray to move. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Look to the limbo where I've been waiting for over 200 years. You, you can't be Donald. There, there are two of you here. You must be the Murdoch, the ghost of Glory Castle. Oh, oh, Turn, McLaggan, uh, present your nose. Oh, please, I, I didn't mean anything. I... Oh, my nose. Down on your knees, McLaggan, repeat after me. Uh, yes, sir, yes, sir, anything you repeat, say. Repeat, I humbly apologize for the insult to my superiors, the Glories. I humbly apologize for the insult to my superiors, the Glories. And I freely admit that one Glory can thrash any 50 McLaggans who ever lived. And I freely admit that one Glory can thrash any 50 McLaggans who ever lived. Feeble! Did you hear him, Father? Is that enough? Aye, my son, your mission is fulfilled. You may now join your noble ancestors in heaven. Uh, thank you, Father. Oh, I'm grateful indeed, for I have grown very, very weary of this earth. Peggy, 
When we met in the hall and you thought I was Murdoch, I saw my chance to tell you how I felt. Tell me again. Do you love me, Don? I do, I do, I do. Oh, that's three times as much as I ever dared hope for. Donald, now will you tell me the answer to the riddle? <laughs> I'm sorry, Peggy, I don't know the answer. But I paid you the forfeit with a kiss. Then for the honor of the glories, I must give it back. Mm. There. Would you consider yourself even now? Yes, but, Donald... What, darling? Riddle me another riddle, please. <laughs> Thank you, Basil Rathbone, Charles Irwin, Eugene Paulette, and Marcia Hunt for a delightful half hour. It's been lots of fun, Mr. Bradley. And our appearance here with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players is always doubly pleasurable because we all know the wonderful work being done by the Motion Picture Relief Fund and its country house and clinic, a work which derives its support largely from these radio shows. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present The Uninvited. It will star Ruth Hussey, Betty Field, and Ray Milland. Be sure to listen. Basil Rathbone is one of the stars in the Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Technicolor musical, Bathing Beauty. Marsha Hunt appears through the courtesy of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, producers of Dragon Seed. Eugene Pallette is currently working in the Republic picture, Lake Placid Serenade. Charles Irwin will soon appear in Mitchell Lyson's Paramount production, Frenchman's Creek. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. Remember, if you look good, you feel good. Try Lady Esther Lucky Rose Face Powder. It has color. It has life. It has beauty. Lady Esther Lucky Rose Face Powder. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther and reminding you that military and essential business travel is now at a wartime peak. Americans are asked to forego pleasure trips, which usually reach their peak around Labor Day. Please don't travel. Thank you. And good night, everyone. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>